That's that is actually the point is to is to to focus on the things to be thankful for and trust God for everything else. So in Philippians chapter two, you might need the Philippians two handout. Philippians two. Okay. And uh, we're praying for Jack. Hope he's doing well. Hope doing okay. Okay. All right. Okay. You guys pray for Jack Butler. Is that right? Booth. Booth. Okay. Pray for Jack Booth. All right. So Philippians chapter two. And oh, also, uh, thank you, Maxine, for passing the uh, the thing around. And and anybody that hasn't signed that yet, please sign that. And we're going to give it to him uh, in the service, Pastor. And uh, we are thankful for our pastor and praise God for him. And I I, I think I've said this before, but um, you know, uh, when when it came time to start looking for another pastor, <laughs> I, I prayed God give us a humble man. You know, I, I have seen more than my share. I feel like of of people who feel like you know you're. You're lucky to have me here. <laughs> and I, I am so thankful that we have a pastor who seems to be thankful to be here ministering and serving people here. And listen, Pastor Ken loves loves this ministry. He loves these people. And I, I thank God for that. I really do. So uh, in Philippians chapter two, in verse uh, verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God. But made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a name which is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. And that every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. And before we get to the notes, I just wanted to say as we read that, I, I praise God, I glory in this truth that at, at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow. And, and the thing is, is we live day by day in this earth. I I'm sure I'm not the only one that sometimes you feel overwhelmed by how much People have rejected God, rejected Christianity, rejected the Bible and rejected the things of God. And I, I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels like it, it's oppressive almost being in this world and being. in. But listen, this is this is not the way things end. The way things are will be for all of eternity is every soul acknowledges who God is and what he has done. And so, listen, we are not to live according to what we see with our eyes right now. We are to live according to the truth of who Jesus is and praise his name every day. And so uh, in your handout, uh, we're on page three and uh, we're on uh, on letter D at the bottom. Christ obedience and humility is our example. So uh, we've been looking at Christ obedience as a servant. We looked at Isaiah 52 through 53 last week. Great blessing there. And uh, so here we're looking at his obedience and humility as our example. And so in the notes there, it says anything he calls us to, we cannot humble ourselves as much as he did. We cannot be treated as unfairly as he was. No calling of God is beneath us in, in the light of what, of what God's own son did. And that is absolutely the bare truth of the matter. And, and some of us, I, I know, and, and I was just, just talking about something that, that bothers me and, uh, you know, and I would like it to be better. But anyway, the point is, is uh, um, there's nothing we can go through, experience, that is not as great 
as what Jesus went through, as great a challenge, as great a you know a humbling uh, situation, and the suffering that he went through. And so we're, we're specifically going to look at that. And there in the notes in uh, Mark ten forty five. For even the Son of Man came not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give his life a ransom for many. And so there the Lord Jesus specifies that he did not come to be ministered to. Jesus came to minister to all. <laughs> and that's a, that's a very important emphasis. And, I, and the Bible talks about not being weary in well-doing. And the truth is, is we do. We can get focused. And I have this issue of myself of get, focusing on the negative, focusing on how hard it is. And I, I, especially from my Navy days, I just remember so many times, you know, focusing in on the worst aspects of, of anything. You know, this is hard. Man, we don't have what we need to do our job, man. You know, uh, I remember particularly we were in Abu Dhabi. I'll just tell a sea story real quick. Is that all right? <laughs> so um, we were in Abu Dhabi and it was Christmas Day and I had duty. So I had already woken up with a bad attitude, so I had to be on the ship, and um, and and so <laughs> everybody else is out on liberty and whatever. And so then you wake up, and the chief, man, he's upset. He's got something going on. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so he's got us out on the flight deck, chip, chip and paint. And the thing is, here's what it is: it was so absurd that we actually had a ball. <laughs> It's Christmas Day. I'm in Abu Dhabi. I have duty and I'm chipping paint. This is wonderful. <laughs> uh, here, here's the thing is there is nothing in life that we could. And, and specifically, we've been talking about ministry. We've been, you know, a place that God calls you to a specific service, you know, serving in a particular way, a particular people. And sometimes you can feel let's let's face it. We often go down this list of people don't appreciate me. You know, I, I, I feel unappreciated. Uh, nobody appreciates what I'm doing. And l- none of that matters. You know, a- again, nobody could go through anything like that and it'd be as bad as what the Lord Jesus Christ went through. And he is our example. And so that's the focus here. That's the, that is specifically what we need to, to, to speak to our own souls about is focusing in on being faithful to do with God's help what he has called us to do and to do it for his glory. And not not so that we get a pat on the back. And again, I'm, I'm saying the, the very thing that, that sticks in my mind all the time. Nobody appreciates you know, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter whether anybody else notices or not. The, what matters is that God be glorified, you know, and if we are to serve in obscurity, then that's what God wants. And if God wants something different then then, you know, and and, and at times, listen, it's going to be better for us to not feel like people are noticing because sometimes you immediately gravitate to that pat on the back that that you are such a wonderful person. Listen, we don't need to hear that. What we need to, to do is always put the glory and, on the Lord, glorify God and don't seek it for ourselves, even if our nature seems to crave that. That's that's true. Our, our nature, most I don't know. I don't know if it's most people or all people, but most of us, if not all of us crave the attention crave uh uh the the accolades crave the uh the the what a wonderful servant you are what a wonderful listen that is not what god has called us to god has called us to serve in humility and it's often going to be in obscurity (laughs) whatever it is it doesn't matter we are called to serve faithfully the lord jesus christ in this life and accolades and, and pats in the back they're not what we need we need to serve the lord faithfully and so I guess my point being, even if you were getting the, 
the good job, that would probably not help us. <laughs> what would help us is to keep our eyes on the Lord and keep serving him faithfully. That would help us more than anything else. You know, and I, I, uh, anyway, let's move on. <laughs> and uh, so uh, the suffering involved with his service, that's my next note, is the suffering involved with his service. I wanted to specifically take a, a point here and point out a few things. So, so again, the, 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 the paragraph above said anything he calls us to, we cannot humble ourselves as much as he did. We cannot be treated as unfairly as he was. Again, that's where our minds seem to gravitate. That's not fair. That, that's, that they shouldn't do that. I wanted you to notice this in John chapter 18. Yeah, that's all right. Um, the suffering involved with his service. That, so this is focusing on the Lord Jesus' service and the suffering that was involved. So the suffering involved with his service. And that's John. first thing we're looking at, John 18, verse 19. John 18, verse 19. So this is when the Lord Jesus had been brought before the chief priests, the Pharisees, not long before his uh, crucifixion. And so it says, uh, the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Jesus answered and said, answered him, I spake openly to the world. I, I ever taught in the synagogue and in the temple, whither the Jews always resort. And in secret have I said nothing. Why askest thou me? Ask them which heard me. What, uh, what I have said unto them, behold, they know what I said. And when he had thus spoken, one of the officers which stood by struck Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answerest thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? I mean, this is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's been brought in a secret trial. There's all kinds of ways in which this is a bad thing. It's a wrong thing. And so the Lord Jesus has been brought in secretly at night uh, before the chief priests, and the Pharisees, and they're examining him. And so the Lord, so he says, the Bible says that he asked him about his disciples and of his doctrine. And the Lord Jesus said, ask those who I taught because I taught openly, which is really the perfect response because, you know, any person making his defense could do anything. But he says, ask those that I taught. And they responded, or one of the officers then smote the Lord Jesus with the palm of his hand, saying, Answers thou the high priest so? Jesus answered him, If I have spoken evil, bear witness of the evil. But if well, why smitest thou me? And of course, this is, of course, all of us understand, this is the Lord Jesus Christ, the one who has all the power of God at his command, has also commands 12 legions of angels he could call on at any time. And all these things, all the the power that he had and he simply responded with if i spoke evil bear witness of the evil if i didn't it's also his perfection yeah his perfection I mean, look at that. I mean, yeah he's being accused of right it's almost projection is what it is right and yeah and so ev- everything about this is wrong the fact that he's even there is wrong uh brother patrick he said he could call down the angels, and then we can go back to the Mark ten forty five, where even the Son of Man came not to minister, yeah. but to minister. But it, after he was tempted by the devil, and then basically, then the devil leaveth them, and behold, angels came and ministered unto him. So the beauty of this is, an example to us, is it doesn't mean you won't be ministered unto. Right. You go with the right. Right. Purpose. You do what's right. And, and, right. and even at even at that, that temptation, the 40 days in the wilderness and and Satan tempting him, he said, I think the first temptation was command that the, the Satan said, well, you know, you're hungry. What turn these stones into bread? Right. Now, that obviously, as the son of God, was it, the, the point being is the Lord Jesus responded in, in every way as our example. 
You know, he did not do things that we could not do in temptation. He responded in the in the way of, again, the, the putting the focus back on where it should be. You know, he said, you know, it, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word which proceeds out of the mouth of God. And of course, by the way, also, it's important to notice there the Lord Jesus went 40 days without food. And I, I'm not sure if that also meant water or not. But the point is, is I believe he was miraculously preserved. And so that's the point is, listen, if God wants to miraculously provide for us, like Elijah, this is an interesting side note. I'll get to you in one second, Brother Albie. So uh, Elijah was told, was, was on the run. He, he uh, anyway, so he was on the run and, <laughs> and uh, an angel woke him up. He was, uh, I think he was in the depths of despair. And so an angel woke him up and told him to eat and he ate and he went, fell asleep and he was woken up again, said, eat because the journey is long. And so he, the Bible says he went 40 days again on that, on that sustenance. So listen, God is able to miraculously provide for us. Or, you know, and, and Elijah was a powerful picture of that in many ways. He was fed by ravens and fed by a widow woman making her last meal. And that, that last meal, Matt, last, listen, the point is, is God can provide and help and protect and sustain in whatever way he wants. Our job is to focus on being obedient to him and glorifying him. And again, we often focus in on the minutia of of how will I will I have the next meal? How will I provide for my table and for my family, my home that listen, God has already said over and over and over, specifically in the New Testament, that's his job. God is saying, I will make sure that you are provided for. I will make sure that you are you are cared for. We are supposed to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things are to be added unto you. But we, again, I, I can't speak for all, but it seems to me that most of us, most of the time, are focused on doing the job of God ourselves. Or chasing it down ourselves. And listen, God has already said he is willing and able to do that. Brother Albie. Mm-hmm. He came up there and it stuck my mind forever. He says, I'm satisfied with God's salvation plan. I'm satisfied all this stuff. Amen. Says, but is God satisfied with me? Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me for, yeah. I don't know, all, all this while. And it just blessed me. And I said, man, yeah. yeah. We're all satisfied with what he does. Is he satisfied with what we do? Mm-hmm. That's well, and the thing is, is God has never dropped the ball. He's always, <laughs> always provi- provided 100 percent of the time and never failed to do so. And yet we act like it's iffy <laughs> whether or not we're going to have everything we need. And God has never failed to provide for us. Never failed. I'm, listen, my wife and I, I, I feel like God has I know God has blessed and provided for us the entire time we've come up. You know, uh, at, from being married to having the kids to, you know, everything. And our daily needs are met. And, and often, I can't tell you, it's just, it's shameful how often my mind wanders. How? How? How will these things be met? How will this light bill be paid? And then you hear the news, you know, hey man, we're going to run out of everything in the next few months. <laughs> that, that, for one thing, listen, God can provide for his people and it doesn't matter how he, how man thinks it will, it will play out. God does not struggle about anything. 
There is not anything that's too hard for God. Twice in the scriptures, the phrase almost exactly the same. Behold, I am the Lord. Is anything too hard for me? There's not. If God can speak all of the universe into into existence. And the Bible talks about at the end of days, at the end of uh, this, this period of time, the Lord Jesus will speak and judgment will happen. Listen, God commands and it is so. You know, at the beginning in Genesis uh, uh, one one, and in the in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. There is nothing that is hard for God, and a lot of us can receive salvation for the gift, and we can be forgiven for our sins. Praise the Lord for that. But it seems like we struggle with a lot of other things about who God is. And listen, we need to close our eyes at times and remember there. We don't need to see how. We don't need to understand the the nuts and the bolts of, of the machinations of how God will do everything. Listen, God doesn't tell us to do that. God tells us to have faith in Him and trust in Him and walk and and as though He is going to do everything He said He is going to do, and He is going to. And I see things happening. <laughs> it looks like we're running out of time. I can't believe it. So anyway, let's let's go through these. I want to finish at least this one point. And so. Uh, uh, the Lord Jesus is hum- humility in amidst all this. So we're also going to look at uh, Isaiah. I'm just going to turn to read these real quick. Isaiah 50 verse six. Isaiah chapter 50 verse six. This is one of the uh, prophecies about the Lord Jesus. He says, I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. That's Isaiah chapter 50, verse 6. I gave my back to the smiters and my cheeks to them that plucked off the hair. I hid not my face from shame and spitting. The Lord Jesus uh, on the road to Calvary was exposed to more than what many of us could could ever, ever experience and accept it. So listen, my point again, this is all back to the, the, the Lord Jesus is our example. Listen, there's not anything that we could go through and experience in life that Christ has not experienced more and come out on the other side, you know, bringing glory to God. And so um, Christ's suffering displayed before going to the cross and went to, uh, in Luke chapter 22 in verse 42. This is in the Garden of Gethsemane. So um, let me let me just start in verse uh, 40. And when he was at that place, he said unto them, pray ye that ye enter not not into temptation. And he was withdrawn, withdrawn from them about a stone's cast and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel from angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And that's, again, a very encouraging thought of the Lord Jesus as he was walking this walk. And all of the things that he was facing, listen, it wasn't just that 40 days in the wilderness that the Lord Jesus experienced intense attack from Satan. I'm, I'm certain he experienced it all the time. And so anyway, there as he's facing the cross, he knows what's coming and an angel appears from heaven, strengthening him in verse 44. And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling to the ground. The, the intensity of the agony he was facing, and that's before it even the physical nature of the beatings from the uh, from the Romans, from the Praetorian Guard, and from the uh, the chief priests, the Pharisees, and uh, and everything that he experienced. And here, before he even started, he sweat great drops of blood, 
in the stress of it. I, I've, I've heard medical, physical explanations of why that is possible and, and why, what, what, what would precipitate that. And, uh, and it is a condition. It is something that people can experience. And the Lord Jesus experienced this extreme. I don't, I don't believe that humanity can ever understand what it was like for the Lord Jesus to face going to the cross. And there we, we read Isaiah 50 about him on, on, on the path to the cross. They, they plucked out. I've had someone yank on my beard. <laughs> my sister did it one time. Just, just playing around. And she yanked on my beard and I yelled. <laughs> anyway, I, uh, and the point is that it hurts a lot. Yeah, I don't, I don't know why, but it hurts more than the hair on your head. I, so I don't know. But anyway, and they plucked his beard out. Uh, and he, the Bible says he, he gave his back to the smiters. And so all of these things that the Lord Jesus uh, uh, experienced on the way to the cross of Calvary, he sweat great drops of blood in anticipation. And so um, so that uh, that I guess we'll have to stop right there. And the next thing is Christ exaltation. And, and again, there's no way to do this justice, either what he suffered and his humility, how how humbled he was. And again, you know, just the just the the the, the distance from leaving heaven and, and all the glory there to walking among us. I think that 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 expanse is more than any of us can imagine, uh, much less uh, uh, walking among sinners and uh, administering to sinners. The Bible says he had no place to lay his head. Uh, you know, he was a constant servant in every way and uh, and then to lay his life down. But even that. I mean, I think a lot of people think the the worst of it was is the physical nature of the cross. And it was not. Let me tell you, it was not. I I, am certain 100 percent that the worst part of the cross was my sins and the and the and the, the wrath of God being placed on his own son as he is being made sin for us. First, second Corinthians 521. So let me just read that. It's a beautiful verse. Second Corinthians five, verse 20, 21. For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. If there's everything, anything more unfair than that, I don't think it's possible that the Holy Son of God would be made sin for us. And we, the sinner, are made righteous because of him. (laughs) Listen, folks, that ain't fair. That is not fair. The Lord Jesus did this willingly. The Bible says also that, that it was his compassion, obviously, but also he was purchasing to him a bride. He was is the husband of humanity. He is purchasing to himself a bride. And so, listen, there are things about this. Again, they're, they're so difficult for us to comprehend with our minds the, the vastness of this discussion, either his suffering, his humility, but also how much it meant to him to gain us sinners. Listen, I, I think all of us should know we're not worthy of this. We do not deserve his love, his humility, his suffering. We are not worthy. There's not one aspect of that that we deserve. It's by his love and mercy and compassion that he saved us. And it's something that we should praise him for continually. And so we're finishing up. We were finishing up right before you got here. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> All right, let's close in prayer. Thank you, Lord, for this time we've had. We do thank you, Lord Jesus, for you suffering for us and uh, the great um, greatness of, of, Lord, what it meant for you to become a man 
and to lay your life down for us and to live for us and, and to, to rise again in victory. And we thank you for that. We praise you for that. Praise you. Help us to live every day, Lord, being thankful and, and bragging about your great love for us. And we pray for your blessing in the coming hour. Bless uh, pastors who preaches your word. Please help us all to hear and receive from you all that you have for us. Pray to work among us for your name and your glory. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all.